If you have a Bible, I would like for you to open to Philippians 3. Philippians 3, verse 7 is where we're going to hang out. And right here we see Paul, who is just a man. He has written so much of the Bible. And right here we see Paul. He is in prison right now. And he is writing about goals. And as we start out 2017, I think it's only appropriate that we start talking about goals and goals that we need to set. Some of you were brave enough to write your goals down on the chalkboard outside. And so I would like to read some of those that you wrote down just for my pure enjoyment. Speak better Spanish. Good goal. I'm with you. That's really not a goal of mine, but it'd be great. To graduate, great goal. It's a good one. Get better at football. All right. Live for the moment. Make better art. Arms, abs, medals. <laughs> what? What is that? Don't tell me who you are because this all comes back around at the very end. I just don't say who you are. We don't have names on there. <laughs> That's funny. Read 30 books. Actually, it says read 30 plus book. That's probably Evan Holbrook, our junior high pastor. Let's see what else. Let's see what else. Make friends. Oh, that's good. Well, you've got about 600 or so in this room. Get better at basketball. I know who that was. No, don't raise your hand. You missed that part. Now I'm going to feel bad when I make fun of you later. Get better at basketball. I thought that was Ryan Herzog because he's really not good. These are goals to graduate. Another graduate goal, get outside of comfort zone. Amen, I like that. Make straight A's. Good goal. I never did that in my entire life. You're like, I know. Smile more. Oh, that's good. Who said that? Don't raise your hand, I'm just kidding. Just smile more. But we all like, how many of you guys, you made a New Year's resolution and you've already, don't raise your hand, and you've already, it's gone. Like it's, it's, it's what's it, the 11th. You're like, okay, no more Cokes or Dr. Peppers or sodas or whatever you call them. Why would you do that to yourself? Okay? That's a good, that's a good thing though. Or what are, what are some, some uh, what else? Eat healthy. What else? Xbox? <laughs> Exercise. So it's all these like health goals. You guys are like 12. My goodness. This is gr Those are things that people like me make, all right? Eat healthy. Didn't work. Day two, done. So let's see what Paul says about setting goals. Philippians 3 Verse 7 says this, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Right now, Paul is in prison. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish 
feel like I should always say rubbish with like a, like a, like a accent, British accent. Thank you, because you knew I didn't know that word. Rubbish. That I may gain Christ, verse 9, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God is by faith. Verse 10, if you have a Bible or you're underlining in your, on your phone or anything, I want you to underline this word. I want you to highlight it, whatever you do. A lot of you take notes. Write this down. Remember this. Instagram it, Twitter, whatever. Remember this line right here. Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Goals are crazy important. I set goals. My wife and I set goals. I want to read you our goals from 2014 and 15. I don't want to read you current goals because you guys are rude. You'd be like, so how's that going? I'd be like, shut your face, all right? Family goals, 2014 and 15. Have our kids be independently dependent on Christ. This is something that we've talked about. We don't always use that language. We want our kids to know Christ on their own, period. To tithe more. To tithe more. You should give 10%. That's what, that's what the Bible talks about. That's what the Lord asks of us. We would like to up that every year if we possibly can. Use cash for everything. These are goals. That scared me, man. I didn't know you were here. You came up a little early, bro. But keep going. This is nice. He's so good. I really didn't know where that was coming from. It scared me for a second. I'm sorry. Blake just got married. Congratulations. More of our goals, check these out. Use cash for everything, get out of debt, bless another family, be healthier as a family. My personal goals, I'm not gonna read you my wife's, that's not good, because she'll hurt me. My personal goals, 2014 and 15 were this. Do a Bible study at my house for people that are called to ministry, that happened. Bless a family, that happened. Do better in the CrossFit open competition, not good. Do an Ironman 70.3. That happened. Be more kind. And lead my family well. And I feel like that happened as well. And so what we like to do is we like to set goals. We like to talk about it. And we're not perfect. We don't do this all the we're, we, we, you know, We're normal humans. But we set goals. And we go back on our anniversary. And we talk about them. And we set new goals. We set goals for our kiddos. And then sometimes growing up, we set all these goals about, man, I want to be better at basketball. I want to be better at football. I want to be, you know, steel, arms, power, whatever that was. You know, we, we set all these goals. We do all this stuff. And let me show you what Paul says. Paul says, there is only one goal that matters. The only goal that matters is to know Christ, period. That's it. That's all that matters. 
If you look in verse 7, he says, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Saying this, all of those things that we want to do, I want to be better at this, I want to do this, I want, I want to be good in school, I want this, I want this, I want this. Paul says, all of that stuff, it doesn't matter. Because right before verse 7, he lists all of these things that he is the man at, he was awesome, he was known, he was popular. And then he says, all of that stuff means nothing. It means nothing. Verse 8, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. I consider everything rubbish. When he says that, he actually means, I consider everything to be the most disgusting, gross thing ever, and I'm going to get rid of it. None of that matters compared to knowing Christ. And so think about yourself. All these things that we want, all these all these accolades that, we, that we're trying to get, all this stuff. We want to be the best of this. We want to be this. We want to be this. We want to be this. And then you really stop for a second. And all of those things don't matter. The only thing that matters is Christ. That's it. And then everything else comes under that. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. What he is saying as he's sitting in prison and he's shackled, he says, look, I don't want to just follow a law and do good. I want to follow Christ. I don't want to just follow the law and like, hey, look at me. I did good. I, I made it. I did this. Because that's what a lot of people did. He's saying, no, I, I don't want that. But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. In verse 10, again, I said to underline it. Verse 10, I want to know Christ. Do you want that, students, adults? Do you want to know Christ? Because all of these other goals that we set, and let me just tell you, these things aren't bad that we want to do. These aren't bad. But it becomes a problem when it becomes to outshine your desire or your goal to know Christ, know him. Do you know him? Do you really know him? Not acknowledge him, not you've been to a camp, not you've been to a FCA Bible study, not you've been to live, not you went to church and heard a message, not you went to Awana. No, do you know him? Is he everything to you? Do you have a relationship with him? Do you talk to him? I know my wife. I talk to her. We communicate. Do you communicate with the Lord? Do you know him? Because if you desire every single day to know him more, then all of these other goals and all of these other things that you set for yourself, will they all come true? I can't say that. But I promise you, your priorities are now set and everything will come after that. And so as 2017 is here, how about we forget about, I mean, yes, it's okay to say, man, I wanna be healthy. It's okay to say, I'm not gonna do this. It's okay to, to do that stuff. But what if you started out this year and say, my number one thing is to know him. And if you know him right now, how about you make it, I want to know him more. 
is you really can't know him when you don't talk to him. You really can't know him when you don't listen to him. How do I, what do I mean by talk to him? When you're praying, that's prayer, you're talking to him. Do you even take time to pray? It's really hard to know him when you don't listen to him. You know that whenever you're doing something and you maybe should not do it or maybe you should do it, that's the Holy Spirit, that's him speaking. And then what's your response to that? can't know him when you deliberately disobey him. Do you know him? And when I say him, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Some of you in the room, you do not know him. And when you know Christ, I promise you, it'll radically change your everything. I don't know how people live on this earth without Jesus. I don't understand it. I don't see how people go through tragedies or they go through loss and they don't know Christ. And for some of you in the room, I want you to start out this year by asking Christ into your heart for the very first time. And when you do that, you are saying yes to Jesus. You are saying, that you are wanting to know him, that you want him to be the Lord of your life, you want him to be control over everything, that you may need to change some things that you do. And when you do that, when you say yes to him, you ask him into your heart, you wanna talk about a peace that comes over your life unlike anything else. He's a true father who will never leave you, he'll never hurt you, and he always listens no matter what is going on. And those that know him, when you ask him into your heart, we're all gonna pass away at some time, we're all gonna die. And those that know him and have a relationship with him, like you have a relationship with him. It says in the Bible that even the demons know him. Satan knows him. But do you have a relationship with him? And when you do, when you die, you then get to spend eternity with him in heaven and that's real and so today let's start out 11 days in of 2017 with the number one goal in mind which is knowing him and so right now with no one